Welcome to your Classicals Rhapsody in Black from APM, where we turn up the voices of Black artists in the world of classical music. I'm Vernon Neal. The photos of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. you'll find online tend to focus on the pivotal moments of his life. The I Have a Dream speech at the Lincoln Memorial during the March on Washington, or his mugshot from an arrest that spurred him to write his famous letter from Birmingham City Jail. If you look a little deeper, you'll find pictures of more intimate moments with his family, sitting at a piano, sharing music. Dr. King received his first piano lessons from his mom, sang in his dad's church choir, and later in the glee club at Morehouse College. It didn't take long for him to realize that music and civil rights went hand in hand. Music helped to galvanize those fighting for freedom marching arm-in-arm to Washington and Selma, singing We Shall Overcome, Keep Your Hand on the Plow, and other songs of resistance. That music provided inspiration and solidarity, as well as an important means of delivering the message of liberation. Coretta Scott King organized freedom concerts that helped fund those marches. The likes of Mahalia Jackson, Nina Simone, Ray Charles, and Odetta all lended their voices and their star talent to the cause. These artists embraced their inner activists during those concerts. Dr. King's primary musical love was jazz and blues. He called them triumphant music. In a letter written for the opening announcements at Berlin's first jazz festival, King said, Jazz speaks for life. The blues tell the story of life's difficulties. And if you think for a moment, you'll realize that they take the hardest realities of life and put them into music, only to come out with some new hope or sense of triumph. Paul Freeman, a Black composer and conductor, founded the Chicago Sinfonietta. He was lucky enough to have a chance meeting with Dr. King in the Atlanta airport at 2 a.m. one morning. Freeman told King he was there to guest conduct the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. King's response was, the last bastion of elitism, glory hallelujah. But Freeman said he was not at all insulted or discouraged by the comment. In fact, he was emboldened. Freeman's mission was to find ways to make the symphony orchestra more inclusive, more diverse. He said music, classical music in particular, should be available to anyone and everyone, regardless of race, creed, religion, gender, or age. Just three weeks after Freeman met Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the civil rights leader was assassinated on April 4th, 1968. MLK's last words were to Ben Branch. 
A musician leading the music had a fundraiser that night. He said, Ben, play Precious Lord in the meeting tonight. Play it real pretty. This is Rhapsody in Black from APM, with technical assistance from Michael Osborne and support from Julie Yamacher, Elizabeth Iverson, Andrea Blaine, Kevin O'Connor, and Scott Blankenship. You can hear more on yourclassical.org or download episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Vernon Neal.